0: Hello and welcome to the iChiefs podcast series brought to you by the International Association of Fire Chiefs. This is where new ideas are born, leadership skills are discussed, and engaging topics are brought to the table. I'm Tom Jenkins, Fire Chief
1: of the City of Rogers, Arkansas, and a past IAFC president. And I'm Joe Powers, the Managing Director of IAFC's consulting firm, Emergency Services Consulting International. We're glad you're here. This podcast is designed for you and for the fire and emergency services community.
0: Before we dig into this week's important topic, make sure to check out our library of episodes at org slash podcasts and listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you think the content is great, go ahead and share it with your crew. All right, welcome to the first IFC I Chiefs podcast of 2023. Mm-hmm. I'm happy today to introduce uh, our illustrious guest, who is the president of the International Association of Fire Chiefs. And besides that, she's also an awesome friend. She's the fire chief for the Duck Fire Department that's on the Atlantic shore of the state of North Carolina. And she's been out there since 2006. Is that right,
2: Donna? As chief, I've been out here almost 28 years now.
0: Twenty-eight years out there in North Carolina, and a, a longtime chief. Not just that, she's uh, somebody that's uh, she's a very familiar face for IFC members. She's been on the board of directors since 2015 and was elected to be the second vice president of the association, moving through the chairs, as they say, in 2020. So, Donna, welcome. We're so excited that you're uh, you're here with us today.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to sit and chat and see what's uh. What I can offer and see what you have for me.
0: And you took over as president back in August, right?
2: Correct. Yes. Uh, Back in uh, August, I became the president and a lot of exciting things have been happening with the IFC since then. Uh, It's our 150th year, so that's really exciting going into Kansas City. uh, I look forward to showing what we're going to do there and what we're going to offer and just to celebrate this organization after 150 years, it's one of the oldest organizations, associations. So that's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited because I got a fellow East Coaster on the, uh, on the podcast with us, too, and I love <laughs> the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Um, hey, so talk, talk to us a little bit. I know that it's the 150th anniversary, but tell us a little about where the IFC is now and kind of where
2: it's going. Sure, sure. Um, and thank you for that opportunity because uh, sitting in this seat and as a member, uh, it's really refreshing as we go into 2023. A couple of things have changed. We did a lot of work last spring and held meetings with our committees, councils, divisions, sections, representatives from all of our stakeholder groups within the organization to get together and say, what do we want to be now? Right. You know, we looked at, we wanted to put together a strategic plan that was actionable and realistic, and it wasn't going to be dusty on the shelves. We all have them. Right. Um, So it was really good to get everyone in the room post COVID, right. A lot of changes for the organization, a lot of changes, uh, quite frankly, globally after COVID. So it was an opportunity for us to really wake up and say, what do we want to be for the next one hundred and fifty, Right. Um, so it was really exciting to do that, and now to be able to release it. So that came out last week. Um, the strategic plan is now available on the website for anyone to see, and it gives us some guidelines going forward for every president after me. Right, the the three to it's three to three-year plan, but it'll take more than that to uh, probably put everything into play. But I think we all came to agreement about what we need to do. So it's really exciting to see that we can actually do things, and we're doing some of them. I can touch on a few things here in a second. Um, The other big news is we moved our offices to Tyson's, so we're closer to the D.C. area. Um, If you haven't been to the new offices, there's a lot of light, there's a lot of windows, there's a lot of energy. Um, It's actually really nice to be there, and you can feel you could feel the change in the brightness and the, we've got some good folks working now and uh, it's just such a change from the pre-COVID years and to be able to kind of start fresh with the 150. It's nice.
0: So tell us a little bit about the 150th. We're going to be in Kansas city uh, this August. Uh, We're celebrating this association, which I, I I've heard the folklore, I guess, just like you, that it's, Sometimes I hear the, one of the oldest non-for-profits in the country. Sometimes I hear it is the oldest. Whatever the truth is, I guess, is irrelevant. What are what are some of the things that our members and our visitors to that uh, FRI conference, what can they expect that, that will be different, better, um, and celebratory for our 150th this year?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I hope it, we're in the planning stages now. And um, as you know, I, I ran on this, and we're kind of using that as the theme how do we honor tradition and embrace innovation right like let's be prideful about how far we've come for 150 years and then what are we going to do what what are we going to do moving forward uh look at the fall we held our first technology summit uh you know we got to start thinking future but at the same time we don't want to lose where we came from that's so important especially in our industry that we remember how we got here the 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 good lessons and the hard lessons. Right. So I hope we celebrate all of us. I hope it's a birthday party uh, in some ways, but also what are we doing next? And I think that's where the strategic plan comes into play.
1: So talking about that strategic plan and those strategic initiatives, what is that next thing that we're doing? You know, cool. how are the um, you know talk, talk a little bit about how we how the IFC came up with the initiatives and then what are those initiatives moving forward?
2: Sure. And there there's a ton of initiatives. So I'll, I'll do a more uh, a big picture. But I think what we all got out of sitting there in the plan is what is the value to the member? How do we best serve our membership? Right? That's what we're here. We're the organization of fired emergency service leaders. How do we best engage them? How do we best advocate for them? How do we best educate for them? So a few things. One, we want to improve our, our global footprint. Right. We are the International Association of Fire Chiefs. So how do we look at that? Um, we had the opportunity for Chief Locke, our treasurer, and Chief Stu being our past president, along with um, Chief Rocha from Metro to go out to the FEU conference in Spain uh, back in the fall. And, you know, FU is very interested in getting more involved with the IFC. So imagine if the entire European fire officer's organization interacts with the international association of fire chief just that networking opportunity that sharing of information the sharing of lessons learned the good stuff the bad stuff there's there's a lot we can do globally we don't know everything so let's share ideas and um see what else is out there so that's something trying to improve our global footprint better communications. We know we need to do uh, a new website. We know we're going to work on an app this year. How can we best reach our membership? It's no longer sending an email, right? Podcasts are great. That's helpful doing these types of things, but we need to better interact with our membership. And uh, that's high on the list as well. Um, Looking at our educational offerings. Uh, we, We do great stuff at FRI, but how can we better align I was just talking with CPSC yesterday, right? How can we better align and get all the partners and agencies in the room to offer a more robust content that actually means something when you go home? Is it college credits? Is it uh, uh, helping towards accreditation, things like that? So we're definitely looking at what we're gonna do in the educational space to make it more robust uh, going forward. And then obviously, you know, still working on DEIB, right? Uh, We definitely wanna talk with our human uh, relations committee and see what we can do more in that space. That's a constant challenge for all of us, but I don't think we should do it in a, in a vacuum. We need to be reaching out to our partners and colleagues. Uh, we're all doing the same, the same work and the same needs. So let's best leverage all those folks that we work with and try to come up with, a uh, better initiatives going forward. Those are a couple of the things we're definitely focusing on in, um,
0: 2023. You know, one of the, uh, One of the things I remember when I became involved with the IFC was that we always had to be very careful with who was in what space, whether people were in their lane. And when I say people, what I really mean is other organizations. And Mm -hmm. I'm listening to you talk and I'm doing some arithmetic in my mind. You know, there's a lot of uh, new leadership in the larger national fire service organizations. We have a a relatively new leadership in the IFC. Uh, You have yourself, we have a new U.S. Fire Administrator who's bringing a lot of energy. Uh, Just in your statements uh, to Joe's question, you were talking about uh, some dialogue with the Center for Public Safety Excellence and the good work that Preet and her team do over there. And it does seem that there's a lot of synergy amongst fire service organizations and associations that maybe maybe has not existed with the same level of volume uh, in a long time ever. What what's going on with, uh, you know, a common voice, uh, a single voice for the fire service and, and, and having that move the needle, not just for IAFC initiatives, but for fire and EMS service initiatives in general, what's going on?
2: Yeah, thank you for that question, because uh, I will get very passionate now. So first of all, kudos to Dr. Lori Moore Merrill, right? She is uh, our ultimate leader as the US Fire Administrator and the work she's been able to do that started with the summit in October, the summit on fire prevention and control uh, was the starting point to what we're calling th- this momentum right now is amazing. So she was able to put uh, the major agencies, IAFC, MVFC, IAFF, F and NFPA, on the stage with our federal leaders to talk about our issues as one voice so that the hashtag you should be seeing everywhere is hashtag fire service one voice and she has us all she's herded us cats if you will <laughs> and we are speaking as one voice you know we all may have our specific lane around some things but our problems are the same and we are stronger together with one voice so uh, if you've seen, she did the Whistle Stop Tour, and she went to New York City, to Philadelphia, and to D.C., and all of us traveled to those three locations and spoke about the the main initiatives, and I can, I can hit them here in a minute if you'd like. Um, I joined in D.C. I could not do New York and Philly, uh, but all of us together on one stage talking about the major issues through a national fire strategy. Uh, of what we need to be tackling right now. And I'm glad to run down those. I, I have them all listed here. But uh, she's got us all working together because we are stronger together. And it's a momentum. And we've made the promise. We were debriefing after uh, we ended the three-stop tour in DC. And we went around the room and she's like, give some feedback. And I said, we as leaders of these organizations in 2023, to include Dr. Lori, need to make a commitment from our organizations that we will keep this momentum going beyond our leadership. You know, I'm a, a one-year president, so I want chief Butler and chief Waldo and all those beyond to have the same commitment. So we have to promise that our organizations will continue to work together to try to move a needle.
1: So, and, and you said you had some of those initiatives written down and I've, I've got another thing I'd like to ask, but I want a little bit more information around, you know, the fire service one voice. What are those initiatives?
2: Sure, so after after the summit, uh, the next day we did a debrief and we've identified, we already spoke about it, um, the, the documents out there from the summit as well, but there's basically a National Fire Service strategy that focuses on these several things. The uh, concern over climate-driven wildfires in the wildland-urban interface, right? We need to provide training and PPE for our structural firefighters, right? Uh, that's definitely a concern. Investing in a national apprenticeship program to address the firefighter shortage and make sure the fire service more diverse and inclusive. Uh, Establish a comprehensive firefighter cancer strategy that invests in research, uh, access to screening for firefighters, and reduces and eliminates exposures to dangerous contaminants and and things we all know that are going on right now. Um, Providing behavioral health resources and suicide prevention initiatives for firefighters. And then creating safer communities by implementing and enforcing codes and standards. Uh, we, we know, again, that was part of the uh, drive to go to New York and to Philly, uh, definitely in the wildland urban interface, and then underserved vulnerable populations were having issues. So that is the national fire strategy. When all of us go out and talk, we're each taking an area and we're talking collectively about those things.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think that I think that the work that, that you're doing, the, the work that Dr. Lore is doing is amazing. And we've we've seen a lot of change, you know, just in the short time that that, uh, that that the two of you have been you know, leading the fire service. One of the things that we've seen in our industry, obviously, has, has been a huge amount of change over the last essentially over the last three years, um, probably more change than than any of us were expecting. You know, moving forward from today, you know, from a fire chief standpoint, what is it that fire chiefs should be embracing, should be doing to, to create that sustainability and and embrace all of this change?
2: Uh, don't do it in a vacuum. I think, you know, and I think that's where IFC can be helpful, right? I hope that we push out the tools that are needed to help uh, every fire chief going forward, right, and taking this momentum and and collective thinking and issue solving uh, so that we can get it in the hands of our leaders, right? And and encouraging our folks to reach out if they need something. And I think that's some work we have to do. That goes back to communication, providing good resources. And again, that's all in the strategic plan. Like how can we best help our members? Um, When you look at mental health, we need to talk about mental health for our executives, right? you know, the, the chief's lonely at the top, and things are happening in our departments and in our communities, and who's helping the chief? You know, we're good about getting resources to our folks, but that's another area, you know, we're working on through the IFC. I had a meeting uh, about a week ago about this specifically, and make sure we're helping our folks to do their jobs better, and and that's on us, right? Let's provide the resources, and that's, that's all laid out. Uh, we'll keep working to uh, define toolkits, resources, people, right? It may just be I need a phone call. Uh, can you help me? So, we're that's all on the table.
0: So, it's honor tradition, embrace innovation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think that uh, for somebody in the middle of their tenure as president, you're certainly doing that. You embody a lot mm-hmm. of good things, Donna, um, but most of all, you're a great human. It's been wonderful to have you with us today to talk a little. About your perspective in the fire service. And you're still, um, you know, still middle of the road, still have uh, plenty of time left to make a difference in your uh, tenure as president. But uh, it it was great to visit with you today. Thank you for joining us.
2: Oh, thank you for the opportunity. It's going very quickly.
0: (laughs) Well, we encourage all of our listeners to check out what Chief Black is doing out there in North Carolina, Duck uh, Fire Department, by following that department on Twitter. Their handle is just Duck Fire Department D-E-P-T, or on the web at DuckFire.org. Our listeners, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us today. And if you like what Joe and I are doing and the people that we're talking to, we want you to leave a review. Last but not least, uh, share this podcast and awareness of it with other members of the fire service. That ultimately, we want to talk to people who are out there, like Chief Black, making a difference, improving uh, our communities and the safety, welfare of our firefighters. We appreciate you joining us today. Be safe out there, and Joe and I will be back with you to talk again soon. <laughs>